taken the title of my message from Colossians chapter 2, verse 6. I'll do a couple verses, but that's really where the heartbeat of my message derives from, Colossians chapter 2, verse 6, and we'll get to that in just a moment. And first thing I want you to know, I know we've just finished a series on the fruit of the Spirit and producing the fruit of righteousness. I know over the last few weeks we've talked about being barren or bearing, barren or bearing, and and our need to be grafted into the vine, which is Jesus Christ. I'm not going to preach all that. But the Holy Spirit would have me remind all of us tonight that the only way for our fruit to last, the only way for our fruit to be that fruit that will endure is for us to keep growing. And the, the, the word that the Holy Spirit has given me tonight leans, it's based on all of those things. His desire for us to keep developing for us to keep maturing, for us to keep increasing in our faith. Because the reality is, 10 weeks of study on the the fruit of the Spirit isn't enough, amen, to make us exactly like Jesus Christ. It's not enough to get us to glory. It's not enough to just get us through. The only way we can keep producing anything righteous in our life and anything Christ-like in our life is for us to be rooted and built up in Him, to be continually strengthened in our faith, just like we were tonight in this time of worship. Each and every day, The Word of God tells us that we need to be strengthened in our faith. And so I'm I'm actually just dovetailing from a series to go into this Word tonight. I don't know where the Holy Spirit will take us next week, but the, 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 the subject that the Holy Spirit wants to talk to us about tonight is spiritual growth. Because how many of you know our need to grow spiritually never ends? Amen? How many of you know that the Lord isn't finished with us yet? Amen? We haven't crossed the finish line yet. We might wish that we had. We might wish that it's finally over. But the fact remains that we're still in this race. We're still in the fight. We're still on our spiritual journey. And we have not crossed the finish line. Amen? God hasn't waved the checkered flag. And He hasn't given out all the the, the royal crowns yet. So the reality is, until we hear the words, Well done, thy good and faithful servant, enter into the rest that I have prepared for you, we must keep growing and we must keep going. Amen? We must continually be strengthened in our faith. What was it Paul said in Philippians 3.14? Forgetting what lies behind, I press on, he said. Forgetting all of my accomplishments, forgetting about all of my accolades, forgetting about all the miles that I've traveled, all the continents that I've gone to, the cities that I've been in. This is what Paul was saying when he said that, forgetting about all the churches that I've built, forgetting about all the letters that I've written, forgetting about all the prayers that I've prayed and all the sermons that I've preached and all the the lives that I've touched, forgetting all of those things, Paul said, I still press on. Forgetting about yesterday, the good and the bad, I press on, Paul said. I press toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus our Lord. And I want you to understand that Christ has called us heavenward just the same, amen? And the reality is Paul understood in order for him to gain that prize, in order for him to get there, he had to press on every day. He had to grow every day. He had to be strengthened in his faith every single day. And if Paul needed it, how many of you know we need it just the same? Amen? Listen, the reality is Paul pressed on because he understood that he had not yet won the race. 
Paul said, I press on because he understood that he had not yet crossed the finish line. Paul understood that he had not yet received this royal crown. Paul said, I press on because he understood that it was still light, he said. You read his passages. He said, I press on and I keep doing the work because it is still the light. The, The night has not yet come. And the reality is that day hasn't come for us. So we have to do the same. We have to keep on growing and we have to keep on going. Amen. Paul kept growing and going because the prize was not yet his. And we've got to do the same thing according to the Word of God because the reality is, guess what? This mortal body hasn't taken on immortality yet. I don't know about you, but this this body hasn't taken on immortality. This corruptible body hasn't taken on incorruptibility yet. So I must keep growing, amen? Because the Bible tells me, Right now, I know in part, and right now I see in part, but there's coming a day when I shall know in full and see in full. There's a day that's coming when I will see him face to face and have the answers to every single question that I might ask while I'm here on this earth. But the reality is until that day, I've got to keep on growing. Until that day, I've got to keep on going. Until that day, I've got to put on my spiritual clothes. I've got to put on my spiritual shoes. I've got to keep on digging and keep on praying and keep on coming to church and keep on getting in the Word of God. I've got to keep on cultivating the soil of my soul so I can keep growing. Amen? And that's really what the Holy Spirit wants to teach us tonight and speak to us. One of the reasons I'm bringing this Word tonight is because over the last year and even more than a year, my, my main focus here at church and even in my own personal life has been on this building project and helping to get us into this new sanctuary. And now that we're here, now that we're settled in and we're enjoying the newness of it all, now that we're ready to have our big celebration dedication, now that we're able to enjoy the beauty of it all and the, the comfort of it all, the Holy Spirit dropped into my spirit and reminded me that even though this is all done, this isn't done. He reminded me that even though all of this is all up and and ready to occupy, that there's still some work to do in this temple and still some work to do in this house because this is where he inhabits and this is where he lives and this is what he empowers and this is what he blesses. And the reality is, even though all of this is done, the Holy Spirit is reminding me, don't get comfortable, Jeff, because the work has just begun. Don't get comfortable, Jeff, because there's still some stuff that I want to do inside of here and inside of here. And the stuff that he wants to do requires growth, church. You see, the reality is this building, this building may be complete, but this building's not. We might have a certificate of occupancy for this building right here, but the reality is I've not yet occupied heaven, amen? And the Holy Spirit still wants to occupy me. And this is what we have to understand, church, that this is the word that the Lord is speaking to us, that these walls might be built and the carpet might be down and the the tile might be down and all the pictures are in place and all the lights are on and everything is just right, church. But the spiritual work at South Metro Ministries and in my life and in your life has just begun. You see, the reality is the Lord didn't take us to this place for Pastor Allen to do all the work. 
The Lord didn't build this this 33,000 square foot sanctuary and a hallway of ministry and an administrative suite and a new youth sanctuary and an updated children's sanctuary for five people at South Metro Ministries to do all the work. The Holy Spirit would have me remind you today that you are part of this vision and part of this process and that there's some growing that needs to take place, that the work's not yet done. You got a nice soft seat that you can sit in there and I'll talk about that a little bit more as I go. But the work has just begun. It's great to be in the house of God. It's great to have all of these nice things. But the last thing we can afford to do is hang our harp on a tree or lay down our shovel or lay down our tools and say, okay, God, now I'm just going to enjoy it. There's some work to be done. Why? Because we have not yet won the race. Because the race isn't over and the battle's not over and there's still individuals out there and who will come in here that need someone that can minister life to them. So we must keep growing. Amen? The reality is when God takes us to a new level, He expects new growth as well. I don't know if you realize this or not. Some of you might have just come here over the last year while we build this. But to go from there to here, that's a new level. To go from where we were 20 years ago, I think it was, down at the Nazarene Church to the Family Life Center or where we were, that was a new level. And to go from where we are to right here now, that's a new level. And the reality is, at every new level, God expects new growth. I used to be in the landscape business. A lot of you do some planting and you you know shrubbery and you know farmery. But if I was to take this plant out of a small pot and put it into a bigger pot, I expect more growth. I expect more fruit. I expect more flowers. That's why you do it. You take a plant out of a small pot and put it into a bigger pot so it can grow more roots and so it can grow taller and so it can grow wider and so it can be more productive and of more value. That's why God moved us from there to here. Not so that we can get pot bound, but so that we can grow deeper and grow wider and grow taller and bear more fruit like I've been preaching for 10 weeks so that we can change this community and change this world. He moved us here so we can grow. And that's what the Holy Spirit is trying to teach us, that He gave us all of this space so we can grow. And that's what the Holy Spirit would say, keep on growing, because the work has just begun. That's what we have to understand, that when it comes to, when, it come, when God takes us to a new level, He expects new growth as well. With this new building comes a new level of opportunity. One of the things I told all of my leadership team as we were in this building process and I was just struggling to keep everything straight and get this thing done. Every day, all of my focus was on the building and the tile and the outs, all of that. That's what my focus was on. And one day as I was driving in, the Holy Spirit told me to stop right at the entry before I came into the building. As I was looking over everything, he said uh, he wanted to create a mind shift in me. Because he knew that we were at a place where he had to shift my thinking. And the Holy Spirit said, what do you see? What do you see? I kept looking at all kinds of stuff for the last nine months at that point. What do you see? And then he finally dropped the word opportunity in my spirit. 
He said, what I want you to see, I want you to stop looking at tiles and I want you to stop looking at carpet and I want you to stop looking at all of that stuff. I want you to see the opportunity that I'm giving you at South Metro. I want you to see the opportunity that all the people have at South Metro Ministries from the security team to the medical team to the usher team to the hospitality team to the youth to the children to to the prayer team to everybody. There is a new opportunity here at South Metro Ministries. And it's what God wanted me to see to get my eyes off of the physical and onto the spiritual church. And this is why he, he is reminding me that there's still work to be done. Even though the celebration is next week, guess what? Our job here at South Metro is just beginning. It's the launching pad for us to do the work of the kingdom of God. With, with this new building, there's a new level of opportunity, a new level of possibilities, a new level of ministry, a new level of influence that we can have on the community and the lives of those around us. And with that comes a new level of expectations. With that comes a new level of responsibility. Listen, we can't. You might think we can. We can't do church and ministry like we did down the road. It's different. It's the same God. It's the same anointing. But we have to rise up to a new level of ministry as well. You, as the the body of Christ, has a new responsibility as well. Why do you think God calls it the body of Christ? Because the toe is as important as the head and the pinky is as valuable as the neck. We are all part of one body and we all have to get the job done. We all have to understand the new responsibility that God has put in our laps here at South Metro with this brand new nice facility. With this new facility, there's also comes a new level of needs that will have to be met. Hurts that will have to be mended. Marriages that will have to be dealt with. Lives that need a new touch church. And in order to handle all of those things, instead of be, be, uh, being overtaken by those things, we have to keep growing There has to be a new level of faith. There has to be a new level of commitment. There has to be a new level of thinking and a new level of praying and a new level of serving and a new level of sacrificing. It's what I'm talking about. There has to, we have to come up to a new level as well with all of the needs, all of the hurts, all of the lives, all of the things that will come in here. There has to be a new level that we rise to as well in order to meet that because listen, if we as a body don't rise to that level, Those things will overtake us and those things will conquer us. All the needs, all the hurts, all of that, if we're not ready, if we don't rise up to the new level and allow the Lord to continue to strengthen us in our faith and cause us to grow every day, we'll be overtaken. There must be a new level of growth not only around us but inside each and every one of us. Amen? In Colossians 2, 6-7, Paul says, So then, just as you receive Jesus Christ as Lord, continue to grow in Him, rooted and built up in Him, continually strengthened in the faith. That's the foundational scripture that all of this that I'm teaching you tonight will hinge on. He says, continue to grow in Him, rooted and built up in Him, continually strengthened in the faith. Understand, according to the Word of God, we can't just sit on top of the soil. Can't just sit on top of the soil. If you want something to grow, you know anything about planting, you got to get it down there in the soil a little bit. You can't just cast seed on top of the soil and expect something to be produced. You can't expect it to grow. It has to be rooted. It has to be pushed down a little bit. It might have to be covered. It, there's some things that need to be done to it, but it, it has to be rooted. 
Otherwise, every little wind will just blow it away. At my house, my yard is filled with white oak trees. With white oak trees comes tons of acorns. With tons of acorns comes hundreds of squirrels. So my yard is filled with a bunch of squirrels. And there's one thing that I've learned over the the 15 years that I've lived at, at, at my house with all of these acorns, that the squirrels only go after loose nuts. You might know where I'm going with this. The only nuts that are carried away are the ones that are loose, not the ones that are planted, not the ones that have been pushed down into the ground, not the ones that have broken and allowed a root to go down into the soil. They ignore them. They leave them alone. But all the loose nuts, they carry away. And the reality is, I I don't want to be unkind, but the house of God can be filled with a lot of loose nuts. (laughs) Carried away by their emotions, carried away by their lusts, carried away by hatred, carried away by jealousy, carried away by greed. Just carried away because they're loose. They're not grounded. They're not rooted. They've not been pushed down into the soil. They're sitting on top the soil and they wonder why they're being carried away. That's the way the house of the Lord is. And this is exactly why Paul was telling his disciples, listen, in order for you to be strengthened in your faith, you must be rooted in Him. For you to grow in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord and Savior, to grow the fruits of the Spirit that we've been talking about over the last 12 weeks, you've got to be rooted. You can't just sit on top of the soil and expect some produce to come out of your life. What you can expect is to be carried away. By the enemy, rooted in the Word of God, rooted in prayer, rooted in meditation, rooted in worship, rooted in God's presence, rooted in the things of the kingdom of God. And if you're not, guess what's going to happen? You're going to be carried away. Listen to me. Please understand. You want to know why so so many marriages are just carried away? Because the people are loose nuts. They're not grounded. The marriage isn't grounded. Families aren't grounded. People's finances are failing because their finances aren't grounded in God. They're not rooted in God according to His principles. They don't know what it means to be a faithful steward. They don't know what it means to store up treasures in heaven instead of on earth. And and their, their finances are carried away because they're not, church, they're not rooted And I'm not making fun and I'm not just trying to get a laugh, but the reality is we can be those loose nuts that the enemy just so freely can carry away, church. Even when you're rooted, be careful because the devil will try to come and dig you up. But if you're really rooted, I'll watch. I sit there and watch. I got this from just watching the squirrels in my yard, you know, I would literally have to go to try to get as many of the acorns out of my yard as I. I'd have to go out there with a rake and really rake them up in order for the squirrels to get them because they would leave all the ones that were kind of down there in the ground. And then a week or two later, a sprout would come up. So I just wanted you to get that point. We've got to be rooted. We've got to be grounded, church. One of the biggest problems in the church today is that what we might call, you could call them loose nuts or you can call them pew potatoes. They're individuals, church, that week after week, they just come sit on top of the soil. 
just sit on top of the soil. They're not rooted in service. They're not rooted in sacrifice. They're not rooted in a ministry. They're not rooted in the youth or the children. They're not rooted in a prayer team. They're not rooted in a small group. They're not rooted in the body of Christ. They're not rooted in the Word of God. They're not rooted in a prayer closet. And they wonder why their whole life is falling apart. They're just sitting on a pew, expecting to grow. Sitting on a pew, expecting great things to come out of their life. Sitting in a pew, waiting for miraculous things to happen in their life. Listen, I'm not saying this out of condemnation. I'm trying to teach us that if we want to grow... If we want to have uh, the fruit of the Spirit in our life, if we want good things coming into our life and out of our life, we've got to be rooted. Unless you're in the soil, unless you're rooted, you'll never get nourishment. You'll never have the power to grow. And this is what the Holy Spirit is telling us. You've got to be rooted. You can't just be loose nuts or pew potatoes that come in week, week, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. And no other time of the week are you rooted in God. No other time of the week are you rooted in anything spiritual. You just drop yourself on the top of the soil and expect to grow. It doesn't work that way. We must be rooted, the Bible says, in Christ. Amen? Far too often we're never maturing and we're not developing and we're not advancing. We're just sitting here, church. We're not serving and giving all of those things when God calls us to grow. And he calls us to do it every single day. 2 Peter 3.18 says, We must grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Again, please notice, Peter doesn't present growth as an option to the Christian life. Look at his verbiage, church. He says we must grow. He's saying we must be rooted. He's saying we must be mature. He's saying we must develop. We must advance. We must have roots. Go deep down into the soil, church, because if we don't, read it when you get home. If you look at the verses before that, verse 17, he, rem- he tells us that if we're not rooted, we will be carried away. We'll be carried away by the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. If we're not rooted, we will fall away from Christ. We will fall away from the faith, the Bible says. Listen, if you're not rooted, you're going to fall away. If you're not rooted in the Word of God, if you're not rooted in a prayer closet, if you're not rooted in the Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ, you risk being carried away. Peter said that, not me. That's not my squirrel analogy. That is the Word of God. He was saying the reason you have to be rooted is because if you're not, you'll be carried away. Listen, the only reason people are carried away by the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, there's one reason we're carried away. It's because we're not rooted. It's because we don't go down deep into the soil of the kingdom of God. It's why we shrivel. It's why we die. It's why when the heat rises, our flower fades because our roots don't go down deep because we're not treating the soil of our soul the way it needs to, church. That's why we're not growing because we're not rooted. Why aren't I growing? Why aren't I growing, God? How come I don't have a ministry like them? How come I don't have this like them? How come I'm tossed? How come this trouble? How come this? Maybe you're not rooted. Maybe the roots of your spiritual life don't go down deep enough into the soil of the kingdom of God. Maybe that's the answer. 
But we have to find out what that answer is, church. You must grow, he said. Because if you don't, you're going to fall away. You're going to be carried away. And the word growth that Paul uses here and Peter uses in Scripture, the Greek word is oxano, and it means this, a perpetual development. It means an uninterrupted development. It means a progressive growth. Again, understand what he's saying, always. There's no no stillness in in this definition. There's no standing still. There's no idleness in these definitions. It's continual. It's, It's perpetual, he says. A progressive growth, especially in value. It means to continually increase in worth, therefore spiritual growth. As outlined by Peter and and Paul, it means a perpetual, uninterrupted spiritual growth. Listen, to develop spiritually, you can't be interrupted. To grow properly, spiritually, you can't allow yourself, that spiritual growth, to always be interrupted, church. The growth that he's talking about and the growth that he wants to see in our life, it says it is an uninterrupted development. You see, the reality is God's developing you and God's developing me. He's developing us into the likeness of Jesus Christ, amen? And every time that development process is interrupted, something happens to our image. Something happens to the the Christ-likeness in our life. Again, another example. I used to be in photography too. I can date myself by telling you it used to be when you had to put some film in a camera to take a picture. And then you would have to take that film into a dark room and you would have to develop it. And there was a certain process and you would have to understand if any, how many of you know what I'm talking about? You're old enough to understand about film, okay? Years ago, we didn't have that digital stuff where you just take it real quick and can look at it right away. You had to develop the film. And the reality is if you interrupted that development process, the picture was ruined. Had to start all over again. If you opened up the door while the film was developing, and it happened to me a lot of times, ah, I can't believe you opened that door. Ruined the picture. You had to start all over again. And the reality is, listen, it's just like us so often. God is trying to develop us. He's got us in the dark room. He's got us in a fire. He's got us wherever it is that he takes us. Maybe it's a valley. Maybe it's a mountain. Maybe it's a a lion's den. Maybe it's a fiery furnace. But he's taking us to these places to develop us. And listen, if that development process is interrupted, the likeness of Christ that he's trying to develop in our lives becomes out of focus, blurred, and messed up. And guess what? The photographer has to start all over again. And that's like us. So often we allow the things of this world to interrupt the process, the development process that God is taking us through. And God sits here and scratches his head. Oh, got to start all over again. And we wonder why we got to keep going through the fire. And we wonder why we got to keep going through the flame. And we wonder why we got to keep going through the lesson. It's because we keep opening the door 
and messing up or interrupting that development process, church. You understand what I'm saying? God is trying to develop the character and the kingdom of God in our lives, and we have to let Him do that process. It's why we have to continue. And the reality is, listen, you and I will not look like Jesus Christ until this mortal body takes on immortality. We will not have the image of Christ in our life until this corruptible body takes on incorruptibility, and I see God face to face. That's when I will be like Him, the Bible says. But until then, I've got to let him develop me. Until then, I've got to be in this constant process of growing and letting God do whatever he has to do in my life. I've got to put down roots so I can't be carried away. I've got to hold the door shut so the enemy can't get in and ruin what God is trying to do. Behold, the Bible says, sin is standing at the door. And if you open it up, Its desire is to have you, to master you, to rule all over you, to change the image that God is trying to develop. The only reason the devil wants you to open the door to sin is so you look more like him than you look like Jesus Christ. Because when you look like the devil, you'll never change the world. And it's why, listen to me, we got to learn to keep that door shut. So that the devil can't get in and ruin what God is doing. You better shut the door to your marriage. You better shut the door to your family. You better shut the door to your mind and the finances while the devil tries to get in and interrupt what God is doing, church. Sometimes we got to shut off what comes through that TV because it's doing nothing but interrupting the process God's taking us through. The, the, The sad reality is So often we find ourselves, church, in that place of being interrupted, our spiritual development being interrupted by the the things of this world, interrupted by relationships, interrupted by this man or that woman, interrupted by a boyfriend or a girlfriend, interrupted by wealth or prosperity, interrupted by fame and fortune, interrupted by overtime and all the hours that I have to put in. Our spiritual growth and development can be interrupted by good things and bad things. It can be interrupted by TV. God wants you doing this and you're watching that. Our our spiritual development, our spiritual growth church can be interrupted by Hollywood and by sports and by the things of this world. It can be interrupted by hurts and by habits and by hang-ups. It can be interrupted, church, by so many different things. On Sunday morning, when God is trying to develop us and, and, and develop our character, we can be interrupted by a hungry tummy. Just can't wait to get to Cracker Barrel. You understand what I'm saying? God's trying to develop us. And we allow the flesh to interrupt God's holy divine process. We can be interrupted on a Wednesday night by a busy schedule, by all the things that the, 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 the world and earthly responsibilities loads on our plates and, and maybe not even be able to make it to the house of God. Interrupted. The growth that God is talking about is in uninterrupted development in our lives. Listen, that means I can't take a break. I can't take a break. You can't take a break. I can't take a break from prayer. I can't take a break from reading the Word of God. 
I can't take a break from worshiping God. Now, now listen, I'm not telling you you can't go on vacation. I'm talking spiritually. The race isn't won. The crown's not mine. I've not crossed the finish line. There's still work to be done, and it cannot afford to be interrupted. But far too often we allow all of these things to interrupt what God's trying to do in your life and my life. Listen, the reality is there's some individuals in the house of God today that God has an, a powerful anointing ready for. Ministries that he wants them flowing in and functioning in. Dreams that he wants to see accomplished and fulfilled in individuals' lives. But those individuals are allowing things to interrupt all of that. And then we wonder why we're not fruitful. We wonder why we're not fulfilled. We wonder why our marriage is blurry. Our marriage is out of focus. Why our spiritual life is blurry and our spiritual life is out of focus. And I don't want to keep pounding it in, but the reality is we need to let Christ develop us each and every day. Amen? I know I'm running towards the end here, but one of the the biggest problems we have is that far too often we're on again and off again. I've been there, church. Far too often we're up and down in our faith. We're off and on in our commitment to Jesus Christ. We're in and out of the house of God. And then we wonder why we're not fully developed. We wonder why. Maybe I'm developed here. That part of my life's picture looks looks pretty clear. But this isn't. But that's what happens when you interrupt the development process. We, we end up with a blurry picture, and God wants all of it to look like His Son, Jesus Christ. Amen? The truth is, far too often we allow those things to interrupt our lives. Far too often we're not instant, we're not ready, we're not equipped, we're not clothed, and we're not prepared. Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 4.2, as I begin to wind this down, Be instant, he said to Timothy. Because I'm putting some, again, please get this. If you understand when Paul is talking to Timothy, Timothy's stepping up to a new level. Timothy's stepping up to a a new position. And he tells him that with this new level, with this new responsibility, with this new opportunity, there comes some new responsibility. There comes some new new duties and, and obligations and expectations that God has for you. And he says to him, Timothy... Be instant, be ready, be prepared and mature in season and out of season. In other words, Paul was saying in every season, you've got to be rooted in Jesus Christ. Every season, you've got to be rooted in the Word of God. Every season, you've got to be rooted in the kingdom of God and the things of God so that you can keep growing. That's one of the things that God wants to see, to see it develop in us every day is constant growth, constant growth, constant growth in ministry, in marriage, in finances, in knowledge, in, in grace, in mercy. He wants us to continue to grow in all of these areas, church. But far too often, like I said, one of the dangers of a, a big new sanctuary like this, you see it all the time and you can talk to people and you can talk to pastors. You get into a nice new sanctuary like this and the people get comfortable. And the pastors can too. I finally made it. I've reached it. We've got a lot of people. We've got money coming in and they get comfortable. And the people can do the same thing, church. 
Someone else can do it. There's so many people. There's such a crowd. I can just slip in and no one will notice me and I'll hide in the back and I don't have to do anything. And we get comfortable, church. When God wants us to get going and keep growing, the, 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 the risk that we face sometimes in these big types of churches is the people getting lazy, becoming filled with excuses instead of the power of the Lord and the, and the power of the Holy Spirit. Here's what I'll close with. In Deuteronomy 31.20, God warned the children of Israel of the very same thing when they were standing on this side of the Jordan about to go into the promised land. He speaks to them and he says, I'm using my vernacular so it makes sense to us. He said, when you get into your new building, when you enter into your new big sanctuary, when you enter into your new house or when you enter into your place of promise that I've provided, how many of you know God promised this? This is a fulfillment of God's promise. This isn't the work of man. This is the work of God. God made this promise. God spoke the word. God has given everything that's needed to get into here. And he's saying to the children of Israel, when you get into your new building, be careful and do not get lazy. Don't get comfortable and forget to continually cultivate the soil of your soul. He said, this is what he said. Read it yourself. Be careful and do not let the pleasures of this place interrupt your spiritual growth. Even a place of promise has the power to interrupt your spiritual growth. The children of Israel got lazy and fat and content, the Bible says, in a land flowing with milk and honey. And God said that's not acceptable. It's not acceptable for us to come into this place that God has provided and stop growing. It's not acceptable for us to come into our land that's flowing with milk and honey and sit on top of the soil and wait for everybody else to do the work. God said, you must keep growing. You must keep going. You must keep cultivating the soil of your soul, church. This is what the Holy Spirit is challenging us, that you must grow. And this is what the Holy Spirit is saying. Once again, here's what I want you to read. Paul is the one that shared all these passages with us. Paul is the one that's made this encouragement. Paul is the one that's laid all this out for us and allowed the Holy Spirit to speak. But this is also what Paul said as a reminder to you. Paul said, remember, he's speaking to the Philippian church. And he says, remember, I'm not fully grown yet. Again, I'm using my vernacular, but he's speaking to the church and he says, I want you all to know I'm not fully grown yet. He says, not that I have already attained it, not that I am already perfected, not that I am already like Jesus Christ, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Jesus Christ has also laid hold of me. You want to know why Jesus laid hold of Paul? was to make him like Jesus. The reason he laid hold of you and the reason he laid hold of me was to make him more like him, amen? That's the reason God lays hold of you, so that you can become more like Jesus Christ, so that you can become rooted in him and built up in him, strengthened in your faith, so you can go out there and do something in this world, amen? That's why he laid hold of you. He didn't lay hold of you to set you on top of a pew and say, get comfortable. He, He laid hold of you so that you could become like him. And have, the cult, and have the character of the kingdom of God cultivated in your life. But he says, brethren, 
I do not count myself as, ha- as having apprehended it yet. But this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, again, to my opening text, forgetting all of my accomplishments, all of my accolades, all of those things, forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. Paul kept going and Paul kept growing because he knew he had not yet won the prize. I haven't won the prize yet. I've won some blessings. I've won some favor. I've won some opportunity. But I've not yet won the prize of seeing God face to face. I've not yet won the prize of being in the presence of the Lord God Almighty. I've not yet won the prize of life eternal because of the work of Jesus Christ. Therefore, I must keep growing. Therefore, I must keep going. Amen? So the question is tonight, how many of you are willing to keep on going? How many of you are willing to keep on growing? Amen? Stand to your feet so we can pray, because this is what we're committing to God. God, I have not yet attained it. That's an admission. How many of you know there's still some work to be done in our lives, some room for growth, amen? So that's what we're saying to God tonight. God, I'm admitting there's room for growth in my life. And I want you to help me to be rooted, strengthened in faith, so that I can be more like Jesus Christ, amen? Heavenly Father, once again, we just thank you for this word. I thank you that you did not abandon me, God, here in this place in my time of need. I needed your anointing and you gave it to me. I needed your wisdom and you gave it to me. I needed your strength and you gave it to me. And now we need, Father God, for these words to be sealed in the soil of our soul. I pray, Father, that these words would take root in us so that we could take root in the kingdom of God, so that we would not be loose nuts carried away. I pray, God, that we would not be comfortable just sitting on a pew, sitting on top of the soil, Pray that you would move on our hearts enough for us to do what needs to be done so that the seeds of salvation, that these words that have been spoken into our lives tonight can take root in the soil of our soul. I pray, God, that you would help us to not allow our spiritual growth to be interrupted by the things of this world, to not be interrupted by the cares of this world, To not be interrupted by the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. It's my prayer, God, that you would help us to keep our spiritual development from being interrupted, Lord God, by the storms that might come our way, by the temptations that we might face, by the heartaches and the hardships that you tell us we will face in life, but do not allow them to interrupt, God, what you're trying to do in our lives. You're trying to develop us so that we can look like Jesus. So that we can live like Jesus and talk like Jesus and have influence like Jesus. I thank you, God, that you care for us enough that you want to develop us, God. You want to change us and mold us and fashion us. So let us be that piece of clay that's willing to say, you are the potter and I am the clay. Make me what you will. Help us to devote ourselves to you, God. 
to root ourselves in you and be built up you and strengthened in the faith each and every day. And let these words be a strength to us as well. God, it's my prayer that as we go, you would cover us, that you would keep us, that you would continue to anoint us. Father, that you would draw us close and even closer. As we sang earlier, that we could sit at your feet, God, that we can drink of your cup, that when we feel the pressures of the day pressing in, that we can lay against you and find that breath. God, that we can come close enough that we can smell the aroma of your mercy and the aroma of your grace, God. Empower us today to be the people that you've called us to be. Develop us into your likeness. We pray all these things in Christ's holy name. And we all said, amen. Can we just bless him for the word tonight, church? Amen. If you have a special need, we'll tarry, we'll pray with you. Otherwise, the, the challenge of the Holy Spirit is to go and grow. Amen? Be blessed and God bless you.